The year is too high to count. I'm Dave. And I'm David. And this is My Marvelous Year. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the My Marvelous Year Stilt Man Special. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and this is a very special episode for all of our loyal My Marvelous Year fans, especially those who are backing us over at Patreon.com slash My Marvelous Year. We wanted to dig into one of our and one of the club's absolute favorite characters. So to do that, to do that, the first thing I had to do was I had to give the boot to my regular co-host Zach Dean, I think as all of you can understand, the so the the you know the vibe we've had if this is newer for you is on the pod. I love Stiltman. Zach hates him. So every time I make him read a Stiltman issue in the My Marvelous Year Club, he's furious. Right. So I wasn't going to put him through a best of Stiltman special, but I knew the right person for the job, and that was David Harper. David, thanks so much for joining. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I mean, how could you be doing poorly when you're talking about Stiltman? I need to know some background about this, though, because, OK, so you <laughs> love Stiltman. Your co-host does not. Where? Why is that? Why does that divide exist? Like, why do you love him and why does Zach hate him? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So I, I think my definitely part of the appeal for me for Stiltman is it's it's sort of the goofiness and the absurdity of the character, right? So it's it's a character of vi- I, I like supervillains in general that have outdated or antiquated gimmicks you know or right they were created in a certain era and they sort of just speak to that that possibility of comics and sort of this like childlike delight you can find in characters that are very silly you find a lot of these in in the golden age of course but stilt man is a very famous silver age one i would think like like condiment king on the dc side uh kite man maybe until tom king had his way with him in, in batman right um and then a marvel i say competitors would be like bat rock the leaper um who else who else uh maybe like leapfrog uh any, anyone who just leaps it's <laughs> like uh entertaining but still man definitely is is probably literally the biggest oh yeah and also one of my favorites because because like stilts are not in immense advantage right as we're going to talk about through these stories that we pick like they aren't inherently dangerous or scary or menacing in any way right so just being taller than everyone is is quite fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and i do love Stiltman wilbur day in his his original guys his his absolute confidence in the way that supervillains can just be like i'm invincible you fools look at all this tech i have wilbur day says that but he's on stilts right you know so that and he throws grenades at people and sometimes and, and often he has like weird like uh technology based guns that can yeah. shrink you or send you to a dimension. He's just all over the place, but his his completely out of place confidence is tremendously appealing to me. Um I, I wish I could tap into the Wilbur Day irrational confidence. Oh yeah. You know, right? Yeah. And I think Zach for his part, and I, you know, speaking for him, but his disdain for Stiltman is often based in like so my marvelous year, we go through my picks for uh, a curated list of the best comics um, in Marvel or like the most essential. And every time I throw in a Stiltman issue, Zach's like, there's no way this is one of the best 
or most essential Marvel comics from this year. And he's always wrong, right? He's always wrong about that. But I, I can see where he's coming from a little bit. Here's one thing I will say is the story of Stiltman is the story of Marvel. I mean, he's been he's been there throughout. <laughs> how many how many books has he been in? He's been in a million different books. Yeah. And and you know what? He's always there one way or another. And maybe maybe he's a she. Maybe he is maybe he is a, a different person altogether. But there's a legacy there. And and actually, so I am I'm like the weird person. I start off partially like mostly liking him because he's uh, completely absurd. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I genuinely and I, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I genuinely have a uh, a story that I believe would be a great story about Stiltman. And it's mostly built on the fact that, OK, so let's let's mutually agree that the idea of Stiltman is ridiculous and that yeah. even on the surface, looking at it in the Marvel Universe, especially now. It's not the best identity you could possibly have. It's it's terrible. But for mm. some reason, literal, there are generations of people throughout Marvel history. That, I mean, I, on Wiki, Wikipedia, I think there's a total of like five entries of people. And one of them is just unknown of people who yeah. have taken on the Stiltman identity. There's a handful. And, and, and the funny thing is, is I would love to know, like, I think there's a story there about the legacy of Stiltman and why people keep taking that identity. Because... There's got to be something Avengers like like What's Jason that? Aaron. I said, is there a BC Avengers angle here? With, uh, <laughs> no, like <Jason> no. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more like a, a superior foes of Spider-Man type story where it's mm. like kind of taking it seriously, but also making fun of it where it's like there has to be it's like Spider-Man life story, except for it's Stiltman life story. And yeah, I would yeah. force Chip to do it because Chip <laughs> made fun of him on my podcast, which I do yeah. not support, but at the same time also support because I totally get it. But anyway, it's like uh, I even had a creative team in mind for a long time. I like uh, abused Paolo Rivera by putting him on it like because I wanted it to be this big prestige book. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so I have this I have like this fandom that started as a somewhat joke that has become like, I want to see this happen. Like, I believe yeah. that there's an interesting story. It's kind of like uh, the thing about Stiltman is I I'm sure you're familiar with the character of Turk, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, We're going to talk about Turk today. Oh, really? Funny. Well, Turk yeah. is perfect because Turk is like the glue of the Marvel underworld. And I think Stiltman is kind of too, because it's like the one thing that both the heroes and villains unite on, which is Stiltman is stupid. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I, I think that's great. I think these glue characters are part of the magic of, of Marvel Comics. Anyway, so I apparently could uh, riff on the magic of Stiltman forever, which clearly means I'm on the right podcast. Exactly. I was going to say that's it's a good thing you're here then. I think that's perfect. This is the Stiltman special. So if you're here for all things Stiltman today, uh, it raised B, as we like to say in the club, we're going to be talking about the most high. And I do also I'll put this in the show notes. But for this podcast, David, I have crafted the best Stiltman comics of all time list on Comic Book Herald. So that'll be going live. Oh, my on God. Thanksgiving Day. Because nothing says, what am I grateful for, truly, like, than having the luxury and the privilege of enjoying ridiculous Stiltman comics. I mean, so, Thanksgiving right. is Christmas at the same time for me, because I'm going to look at this list and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, we're going to talk about our faves here today. It sounds like you have four, so mm -hmm. I'll share my favorite four as well. But let's just do it uh, round robin. You can go first, and then I'll go next, and we'll just talk about uh, our picks. So what is your first pick? for the best Stiltman story. I have a prop for this one that listeners cannot see, but I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. First one is Daredevil number eight. Oh, amazing. Stiltman's, Holding up the OG cover. Of Stiltman's the first, appearance. first appearance 
Uh, I, I presume, I mean, I assume at this point that you've basically read every, you know, I was going to say every Stiltman comic, but basically every Marvel comic. Uh, but uh, Daredevil number eight, it's Stiltman's first appearance. It is <clears throat> fantastic for a number of reasons. I mean, first off, it's, it's by Stan Lee and Wally Wood. Wally Wood is like getting him to draw Stiltman is like, I don't know, getting, uh, I don't know, Picasso to draw a cheeseburger. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like right. completely unnecessary, but it's fantastic. But it, it's it's a wonderful issue because it is like the last time the Marvel Universe respected Stiltman. And they they showed him so much respect. I I took some screenshots on Marvel Unlimited as I was rereading it just to to get some quotes. Like the first time Karen Page mentions uh, Stiltman to Daredevil, she's like, "Matt, have you heard the news? Everyone's talking about the criminal called Stiltman." And I'm like, yeah. "Hell yeah, they are!" And then another time, <laughs> somebody says uh, that the a news announcer on the radio has said once again the amazing human phenomenon known as Stiltman has successfully eluded, and then dot 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 trails off. Uh, at one point, Daredevil says Stiltman is no fool, which I really respect. And then he also, as he's uh, climbing up Stiltman's literal stilts, mm -hmm. he says, no one's ever going to beat Stiltman by playing it safe. Exactly. And you know what? You don't. You don't because you have to climb up his damn legs and then shoot him with a shrink ray, which makes him disappear. Anyways, yeah. it he is. Pulls a, he pulls a classic 60s Doctor Doom in this issue, which is disappearing never to be seen again only to show up you know a handful of issues later except in this case Stiltman, it's like you know 20 some issues later because they, yeah. they take the time <laughs> they take their was time it like 20 issues over. later i remember because it's like the it cover like 28 yeah the, the cover shows i think it says like Stiltman returns as like this thing that fans were desperately uh, like anticipating which i yeah. really hope i hope that back then the letters column was just filled with like, oh man, stilt man love. They're like, come on, make mine Marvel. Give me some stilt man. I didn't but, think to do that. I didn't think to check out the Daredevil eight, whatever the, you know, the subsequent issue would have been where there would have been the letters for that issue. Yeah, it, it is that amazing thing, too, of like, all right, it's a Stan Lee and Wally Wood creation, which you don't have that many of those, right? Like Wood's no. stint on Daredevil is very limited <laughs> because of the problems those two had working together. The fact that one of those creations is stilt man is absolutely incredible. I do also, this is a genuinely good origin story. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's one of my favorite, like truly one of my favorite early Silver Age Daredevil books because it, you don't, it, Daredevil is not one of the most necessary Silver Age reads, right? Like that, that series is not as tight early on, but there are some issues that stand out. The origins, of course, you get Purple Man in issue number four, I think is a highlight. And then Still Man in eight is actually like a pretty good twist story despite the gimmick of the villain like there's yeah. a good setup and hook here and then the way it plays out and i, I don't know why i'm like worried about spoiling this like yeah. how did, spoilers <laughs> for a comic from 1964 i think <laughs> yeah yeah but like you think wilbur day is um getting you know like whatever manipulated by his employer right and that his employer is like you know treating him bad because wilbur day goes to matt murdoch as his lawyer so you know he sets up this whole thing and then it turns out that Wilbur is the stilt man criminal. Everyone is talking about himself with that Stanley hyperbole that oh sells, God. you know, that stilt man's here to stay, which is what he was doing with every character. But with stilt man, it's incredible. There's so much like the Stanley hyperbole on a 10 like point scale is at 11. It is like unbelievable in this issue. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is really fascinating, too, because uh, Wilbur Day's whole plan is to use stilts to 
I mean, his whole plan really doesn't make much sense when you think about it. So let's let's break down what he does in this issue. They rarely do. <laughs> yeah. So he he there's some uh, some dudes who are escaping on a helicopter. OK, first off, he like cuts the brakes and puts and nails down the gas on a car to make it r- go you know, really fast into traffic and everything. So I think with a bomb strap to it, actually, with a bomb like, underneath, it was a time bomb. Right. And Daredevil yeah, yeah. has to stop it. And he does that. So he can apparently climb really do a stilt man up to the top of a roof where some people who are doing payroll for gangsters are escaping with an immense amount of money. Right. And he, what he does to stop them is he first throws a grenade that's filled with some sort of like paint or something to block their vision. And then says, if you don't give me the money, I'm going to throw this actual grenade at you. So his entire plan is to get very tall and then throw grenades at people. And then the next thing he does is he goes to this party that is on a roof where it's all these rich people. And he goes up and they're like, oh, my God, there's a very tall man. And he throws a grenade that's filled with sleep gas at him and then uses an actual vacuum cleaner to take their money and their jewels from them, which is spectacular. Yeah. The, but vacuum, the, funny, the vacuum cleaner theft is is the icing on the cake. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. But the funny thing about this is like the still the stilt situation is like totally a means to an end and a completely illogical one, if you really think about it. Because in the end, really all he wants is his like the molecular shrink ray thing that he yeah. eventually gets and then gets turned against him. And so it's like stilt man is his main objective to become molecular shrink ray man. I don't right. know. Right. Well, and a lot of times with with Siltman, it is like he's he's kind of after or utilizing technology that is actually effective, right? Like yeah. he's after a shrink ray. He's after um, later in like Black Goliath and Champions. He's after a gun that can shoot like traps you in another dimension. Like he gets his hands on these crazy gizmos, um, but they're all wielded from impossible heights <laughs> because he's in stilts while he does it. It is it, it's amazing. And it definitely like if you are into or curious about exploring marvel silver age um honestly like daredevil number eight it's it's in that ballpark of like this is just a good issue to read it gives you a feel for stan and wallywood comics and um and it gives you stilt man so it gives you like one of the most fun possible supervillains in in comic book history it's great so would you say in regards to the fact he's always near technology that he's always an inch away from becoming an all-time great He's I, I think I think that's the thing with Wilbur Day is he's always he is always an inch away from success. And like there is a moment. So in my first uh, my first pick here, which we'll jump to is Daredevil 186. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment in this issue where Wilbur Day literally says, I just need to be I need to be stronger. I need to be better. And then kind of a pause and taller. <laughs> always, he always needs that inch. And so Daredevil 186 is Frank Miller, Klaus Jansen. And the creative team, but mostly it's Klaus Jansen because he's penciling, inking, and coloring the whole thing here. Um, and this is the issue called Stilts. So it's in the middle of what is my favorite Daredevil run of all time. Uh, and I will say too, so like Stiltman is first and foremost a Daredevil villain, right? So the, the history of Stiltman is inextricably tied to his appearances in Daredevil. You get a little bit of Spider-Man here and there as the years progress, but generally he's a, a Daredevil bad guy. Um, and in stilts in this run that when you think of Frank Miller now, when people do, of course, it's tough guy. It's grit, right? It's Dark Knight Returns. Um, this is pre-born again Daredevil even, right? So this is the the start of the run. There's a lot of humor in here. There's, like I mentioned, that little I need to be taller gag. There's a gag here where Stiltman rises up to a skyscraper. One of my favorite Stiltman gags is they always 
um, he rises up to these skyscraper offices and then they like open the windows. Like if you've ever been in an office building, <laughs> I don't know if things were different in the eighties, but like these windows don't open. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like a house window on the first floor, you know, but anyway, they open it here and, uh, they hand out the money to Stiltman. He goes to count it. And in doing so, he has to take off his glove and he drops his glove. And there's this long, like almost like watchman in reverse panel of zooming out on the glove falling to the ground and still man wilbur day's sad little just like oh i'll never find it now (laughs) (laughs) it's great comedy um so that's that's what i really love about this miller jansen run and still man here the best part about this issue is something you talked about earlier which is turk being the lifeblood the glue of the marvel you know kind of like hapless criminal scene he follows wilbur day to his hideout knocks him out and steals the stilts spectacular it's so good. And we get Turk as the new stilt man. And there's a quote in here that is absolutely perfect. Turk shows up to the Kingpin's office because he occasionally works with good old Wilson Fisk. And he on his new stilts, he's so proud. Turk is so happy. You love to see it. And uh, Kingpin still refuses to hire him because, and I quote, you are an idiot. I do not employ idiots. So <laughs> even <laughs> even stilted Turk can't catch a break. Um, This is. This is probably my favorite issue of the entire bunch I'm going to talk about. It's perfect. Do you think that is a you're an idiot because you thought stilts were a good idea or you're an idiot because you're Turk? I think it's both. I think think it's that's why it's so perfect is like he he already thought that because you're Turk and you're always making mistakes. But the fact that you now thought getting the stilt man armor would make you, uh, you know, a a true supervillain to be reckoned with. It's the same thing. And I do. There's another story in here we're going to talk about. But like the idea of. Um, and I, for lack of a better word, just like criminals, just like regular average Joe bank robbers or whatever, getting their hands on the stilts and being so stoked, being yeah. so happy is one of my favorite things in Marvel whenever that happens. So I, I have an important question to ask you about the premise mm-hmm. of Stiltman. So my question always about Stiltman is it has to be one of two things. One, everyone in Marvel, or at least everyone who chooses to become Stiltman is preternaturally gifted at using stilts Mm. or the stilts are really easy to use, which seems extremely unlikely because like in, in, you know, going back to daredevil or daredevil number eight, at one point he uses it to literally walk over a bridge, which if you think about like, think about trying to kick your leg, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this on video. I'm trying to kick your leg over the, over the bridge (laughs) without like tripping. I guess he could telescope up as you're taking the step and kicking it down, which, you know, while I would didn't show because it's not video, it's a comic. But at the same time, it's like, that seems like it has a high degree of difficulty. And yet Turk can just be like, you know what? I'm going to do that. That's Mm -hmm. me now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. And so my question is, do you think everyone in Marvel is preternaturally gifted at stilts or is it much easier to use than you would think? I, I that is a great question. I think initially I think there's an innate ability in the people who can use these stilts that they are they are gifted actually at using stilts. Now, I think as the technology has developed, we've seen uh, bendier stilts, right? They, right? they start to develop a little more like almost like Doc Ock tentacles kind of thing yeah. where I think the tech has advanced. So now probably anybody can do it. But I think initially, I think our guy Wilbur Day and Turk, I think they had a, they had the gift. They had the gift of walking on stilts because I, I have to imagine, too, like if you and I just had stilts outside and somebody's like, hey, go for a walk, like we'd probably fall a few times, right? 100%. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm guessing it's actually not that easy. Um, Yeah. So I I think you're that's a great point. Turk does display some some real craft and some skill just getting up there. And also the fearlessness to like 
ascend to the top of a skyscraper. I don't yeah. care how cool those stilts are. Like that takes a lot of guts. I, I don't think I could do it just for that reason. I mean, Fisk should have been, should have been like, you're an idiot, but I respect the hell out of you for your ability to use stilts and also yeah. for your fearlessness. That's that's the true man without fear right there. Turk. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the series ends. <laughs> that was exactly. the end of Daredevil. <laughs> okay, I, I had awesome. two different places I could go here, but I want to go to the the the, the bendy Dr. Octopus uh, stuff you're talking about. So yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go to Amazing Spider-Man number 611, which okay. is the first appearance of Lady Stiltman. Uh, right. It's from, you know, honestly, it's it's a it's a Spider-Man and and Deadpool team up comic. It's mm-hmm. Joe Kelly and Eric Knit or God, do you know? I don't know how to pronounce Eric's last name. I'm sorry, but do not know. Um, but anyways, it, it's that is a great example of the modern day pliability and flexibility of the stilts because Lady Stiltman's legs just kind of roll everywhere. Yeah. And at, at one point, um, you know, let's let's just say that uh, Joe Kelly, as much as I love him, did not treat Lady Stiltman with the respect that a lady or a stilt man deserves because uh, he has Deadpool take out lady stilt man by literally opening a manhole cover, um, which like knocks her down. So, um, but anyways, and, and putting a high heel on a van, like a van (laughs) selling high heels (laughs) that she gets one foot trapped in. Oh my God. It's a solid Deadpool gag as as Joe Kelly is wont to do. Yeah, but it, it, it's it, but it, one thing I really love about it is, and this this is an important thing that ties into my whole the legacy of Stiltman idea is, what does Lady Stiltman tell Spider Man why she's Lady Stiltman because Spider Man's laughing at her, she says it's an homage, because you yeah. know what in the criminal community in certain segments of it at least, there's a lot of respect for Stiltman. There's respect for respect. Stiltman on the streets. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Like yeah, the fact that there is a legacy. Of of still men and lady still men, right? Right is great. The the naming here is obviously pitch perfect, right? Coming from a a very proto Spider Man Deadpool team up, um, you know, in that six eleven issue with Joe Kelly writing, yeah, the the debut of Lady Stiltman is an absolute highlight. That's a fantastic pick. The character has not gotten a lot of good showcases since that time. Um, she gets used a little bit by writer Nick Spencer in uh in uh Sam Wilson Captain America, but it's like. Basically, she gets deep faked into a porn video. What? And it's like, that's not, yeah, no, for real. Like, that's really the next uh, or the one of the most recent Lady Stiltman appearances I could find. I don't and like that. I don't like it either. I don't like it one bit. Um, She's very depressed. It's very unpleasant. I mean, the good thing is you get to see Misty Knight beat up Slug as a result of that. Like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, not not the best take on Lady Stiltman. So she's due for, for a return. I remember there was a good it. appearance. I think it was in Deadpool. That had Lady Stiltman, and it was it was really fun. I mean, I just I love the idea. Uh, continuing that idea of legacy and everything, I just I love the premise that this is a a, a thing that's handed down through generations. Okay, so uh, I told you earlier that I had an idea that involved Paolo Rivera for a book, but I was thinking, you know, who would be really fun for like an over the top, overly serious twelve issue maxi series of uh, of Stiltman and the legacy is the current Rorschach team of Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Because <laughs> yeah. think about what you could do with the nine panel grid and oh stilt gosh. man. <laughs> and the stilts going up and down. Absolutely. Just, oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, it would mess with the timing of comics, but at the same time, you could you could do some amazing things. Tom, call me. Call me. When you have that DC <laughs> exclusive, let's do this. You just, you're going to be running the Stiltman office at Marvel before all is said and done. Finally, the respect lineup. is there. <laughs> Finally, absolutely. All right, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm going to take it next 
to my second pick, which is I'm going to go more modern with this one. I'm going to go Daredevil number 22. This is the 2011 run. This is written by Mark Wade with pencils and inks by Chris Somney. Colors by Javier Rodriguez. Hell yeah. Letters by Joe Caramagna. This is, I think, the best looking Stiltman comic I've ever read. Um, this is like just a glorious, glorious Stiltman showcase. It's also a really fun 2013 era where we're in the Superior Spider-Man era of um of marvel and so daredevil it he meets these new superior spider-man and if you're less familiar this is when doc ock is is running around as spider-man basically right in, in peter parker's body so matt murdoch is trying to figure out like okay who is this guy he seems different and then there's a moment and it's a glorious panel that i'll be sharing constantly where he's like it's things are getting awkward they're about to fight and then daredevil says i've never I never thought i'd say this but thank god for stilt man and there's this panel of stilt man walking through the sun oh it's so good looking like there's there's pages here where and I, you just did a feature on this on, mm -hmm. on sketch.com on original art it was what i was thinking like if i could get the original art for these stilt man pages i would be so happy yeah <laughs> i have no idea what that would run for but that would be amazing that um, is yes yeah, such 22. a good page like mm -hmm. honestly, the the that is the finest moment in still like the true finest moment in Stiltman's history is being drawn by Chris Somney, inked by or uh, colored by um, Javier Rodriguez, and saving the day and with Spider Man or Daredevil. I guess it's it's Daredevil thinking, thank God for Stiltman. I mean, that's that's the apex because that's mm -hmm. oh, that is okay. I, I do want to point that out. I'm not saying that he's necessarily a hero in this comic, but at the same time, there have been times which we'll probably get to where he where a stilt man futilely attempted to be a hero. Mm. It did not go well. Mm -hmm. It did not go well. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I love that. I love that moment. That, that It's so good. I mean, it's an it's an iconic moment in Marvel history. And I say that oh, with totally. utter sincerity. <laughs> totally. I, no, but truly like an absolutely stat, like studded, star studded um, creative team here. And this is when Daredevil was like insanely hot. Like 2012, yeah. Daredevil was coming off like the most Eisner noms of any book. In 2013, Somni was nominated for an Eisner for his work on this book. And it's like that includes Stiltman. So I'm not saying the Eisner noms are due to this Stiltman presence, but there's a correlation. It's not it's not the reason. Oh, my God. I, I'm like flipping through this really quick, and I, I can't believe the thing that I've seen. It's Foggy Nelson with a bacon and Limburger cheesecake. I forgot about that. I think I blocked it out because yeah. it's absolutely disgusting. People are oh, mad yeah. at Stiltman, and there's a bacon and Limburger cheesecake in this comic. What the hell? Foggy's this is ridiculous. Concerning. That, that's another pod is all of Foggy's very concerning tastes. So right. we, uh, back when I was at Multiversity Comics, we actually had a long running theory that uh, Foggy Nelson was actually the big bad of the Marvel Universe. Mm, and I like uh, I, I'm yeah. trying to remember what the origin of that idea was. But there was this one guy, Gilbert Short, who had that idea. And we made we made hay out of that joke that that lasted for a long time. We uh -huh. would actually work it into articles as if we were trying to seed it into the Marvel Universe. But um, oh, man, do I go with the one we just talked about or do I get, I'm going to go with a, another modern one. It's uh, Daredevil number 20 uh, from the most recent volume, volume six. Yeah. Uh, it's Chip Zdarsky and Marco Kekato. And I think is it Sunny Go that's colors? I don't think so. Um, let me see if I can find no, it really quick. Not, I can't think of the name. Yeah. If you want to look for it. Yeah. So, I, I just read these very recently. I've been very slowly while you're looking for that. I've been very slowly catching up 
on the Chip Zdarsky and, and the rest of the team's run. And man, is it good. Like this it's is really such a good double run. And they do bring back Stiltman in in an in like a surprising way. And I think, you know, it's I it gets I talk about this too much, you know, where it's like Chip, not just a funny books writer anymore. You know, like we're we're way past that moment. Yeah. But the fact that he can integrate Stiltman and have it be very serious and kind of threatening, which is the yeah. way the story plays out, is is pretty incredible work. Yeah, so it's Mattia Iacono and uh, Clayton Cowles lettering it. And the thing, I mean, what you just said there is the reason why I wanted it on the list is, you know, my my first one is the last time that anybody took, uh, you know, his first appearance was the last time anybody really took Stiltman totally seriously. My other Mm -hmm. choice was, you know, showing the legacy. This one is about the one time, I mean, uh, you know, you could argue otherwise, but the one time that Stiltman was like a legitimate, like intense threat because he's tearing up... uh, hell's kitchen i mean he is like one of the biggest threats in this entire thing and what does he do he's dropping grenades because he's a dick i mean honestly like Which i don't tap know- back to his origins like how it, cool is that you know, yeah continuity perspective it's ridiculous right? I, I you know that's the question i don't know which iteration of the character this is like who who's in the stilt man suit i mean chip the, the people demand it i've heard from tens of people that they need to know um <laughs> But anyways, like this well, I, the- I did wonder about that, too, because initially I thought it might be Turk. I feel like it's not our guy, Wilbur Day. I feel it's like it's a no. new player. Yeah, I, I don't know who it is. I don't think it's Turk because I think they would make it obvious if it was Turk. Oh, yeah. I think it's yep. just like somebody. I mean, and that's the other thing, too, is, is talking about Doc Ock. I mean, these legs have. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like bipedal for each leg. And mm-hmm. it makes him a lot more movable. And it, the the fact that he's like dropping these hammers down in front of cars and he's like, yeah, just crushing everything. I mean, it's honestly like really intense. And in it's like a bullseye, like disregard for for life here, too. As totally. They health kitchen. You know, I mean, that's that's the level he's on. This is an issue with crossbones with the owl. This is, uh, you know, well, Wilson Fisk is the good guy here. It's got bullseye, et cetera, et cetera, the rhino. And honestly, like you could probably make an argument that the most destructive person in this issue is actually still man. And yeah, that's seriously, that's a hell of a thing. And also Marco Kekito. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, unbelievable yeah. stuff. I, I don't know. I mean, you've been reading these, you know, for a while now. And it's like you look at Marco's run back when he was on the book with, I think, Andy Diggle around Shadowland. And it was oh, good yeah. stuff, yeah. but it like this stuff now it has like, I don't even know. It's like a fusion of so many other previous Daredevil artists. There's like a little Joe Q in some of the stuff he does. Mm, There's like right. some uh, GRJR in there and so where he's landed now is such an incredible evolution. And it's, it's amazing to see what he does when he's finally given like the thing that he was put on this earth to do, which is draw stilt man. He just <laughs> he just kills it, <laughs> which we which we have to assume he would agree with as well. Uh, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's so good that everybody should check out that entire run because it is well worth it. I think you can get the first like 21 issues on Marvel Unlimited at the time of this recording. Um, So yeah. you can make you can make your way all like because really the end of this Stiltman issue, amazingly, is and it, I think of it as a Stiltman issue. There's not too much. Else oh, yeah. going on. Um, That 20th issue is like that's a bookend in and of itself you know and, and then it kind of is a a slightly new era even though it's all obviously connected wait i can so, bring up one more thing with that yeah please so so for listeners that don't know this, this run there's like a a group a pair of uh extremely terrible super rich people named the stromwinds who basically are trying to buy up all of hell's kitchen and part of the reason why actually the main reason why they hired all these like villains is they were trying to destroy the place and make it so they could buy it on the cheap and 
they are so intense that they've actually basically subjugated Wilson Fisk. Like they've made him yeah. like, I don't know, dehumanized him and like embarrassed him in a way that he never is. And I think that's one of the most interesting things Chip has done. But yes. here's another question within a question for you, Dave. Yeah. So crossbones, they hire him. They hire uh, uh, the rhino. They hire uh, bullseye and they hire Stiltman. I think there might be one other person that they hire. Yeah, there. Bullet from the, uh, from the Nascenti JRJR days. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Bullet. Okay. So my question is, what is the order of hiring there? Oh, who's the first call? And <laughs> your last graphic. I think so. Definitely. I think crossbones you call first. Oh, yeah. Cause I feel like he's, he's the surest bet. He's competent at what he does. Right. So you get crossbones on the team. I think then you, you probably go bullseye because like you just you need that star power. Um, but you also like you want to have a captain there first. Crossbones is clearly the captain. I think Rhino Stiltman, probably in that order. Um, and, and Stiltman, I wonder if well, maybe this will be something we find out. Maybe that's like a Stromwin creation. Almost, oh, yeah. Right. Where they were like, hey, we have this tech, we have all this money. And then they put somebody like that could just be one of their security guards for all yeah, we know, you know, totally. Um, so I think that's like them saying this is something we're totally going to own. And then Bullet is definitely <laughs> he's definitely five for me because it's like, like not a lot water. of people know about Bullet. Yeah. 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 I, and he doesn't seem that on board with it. You know, he's kind of like, hey, this is not what I was signed up for. You know, this isn't cool. I, I agree with your order, except for I, I would say that there's a non-zero chance that Bullseye was actually last because they're like, do we really need Bullseye? Mm. Like he's just, yeah. he's a little too, you know, it, it's like when you hire him, it's kind of like in Born Again when uh, Wilson Fisk gets nuke and it's just like, are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah. I don't know about Especially, that. Right. Especially for characters that are so controlling and are so uh, right. on top of the plan. Otherwise, Bullseye is a, a wild card and a wrench you maybe don't want to embrace. I feel like I, I have one more question within a question here, and I'm sorry I keep hijacking your podcast, but I, no, this I, is what you do. You're, you're <laughs> the master of interviews and questions. So this is great. Yeah. I like the idea that. Um, so you you pre presented the idea that maybe this stilt man is actually one of their security guards. So yeah. the question within a question, of course, then becomes, is this another preternaturally gifted stilt person? Or mm. do you think they went to their security guards and asked, is anyone here good at stilts? <laughs> <laughs> and there's that one guy like oh 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 pick me you know it's um, i actually was in a circus before They're like perfect <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i perform at uh, at nba games I, I stack plates on my head and i'm on stilts um yeah so i i think this tech is so advanced like you said that it's probably more just like who has the psychology to right. uh, be throwing bombs from a high height as opposed to the gift. Um, but <laughs> but it could go either way. And I do love that. I do love that idea for sure. I will now only be referring to it as the gift. <laughs> you have the gift. <laughs> amazing. All right. Speaking of amazing, my next pick is... So I, I really struggled with a... It, it kind of once you... Once I get out of my top three, and I'm going to save my, my third fave for last because I think it's going to connect to yours... Um, but after that point, it's like, there's a lot of good options. Okay. There's a, if they start to armor wars in Iron Man, that famous Iron Man 225, there's like still man's in it. Cause he has some armor that Tony Stark has invented. It's 225. Um, but it's a two page showing in like a 40 page issue and Iron Man takes out Stiltman man like immediately. So there's a handful of moments like that that are kind of funny where like still man shows up and he gets taken down like very quickly, like mm -hmm. way too quickly, um, which is, you know, it's a little disrespectful as well. You know, it's, it's a little like picking your favorite player, like when they got dunked on in the face, right? Like it's not, it's not the best time to pick them. Um, there's also actually a pretty good sens sensational She-Hulk issue, uh, number four, 
that has uh, the, the very start of the John Byrne run in like 87, 88. Um, but John Byrne's kind of persona non grata, so I don't really want that on my list. Somebody referred uh, to that point. on Twitter yesterday to me. I, I brought up how I was reading the the Daredevil number eight, and I yeah. tagged Chip in it, and I was like, Zdarsky could never. And then somebody was like, oh, the, this this one from the Byrne. And I haven't actually read that. And so I'm going to have to go back and read that because it, it seemed pretty, pretty fun. Good. It's a pretty good story. And I, I really do like the meta narrative stuff in there with She-Hulk, like that proto Deadpool stuff, because it's mm -hmm. done really. I, I enjoy that uh, breaking the fourth wall kind of thing when it's done well. And it's like it's it's very clever at that point in time. Plus, still, man. So, you know, it's pretty good. But my actual pick here is going to be Amazing Spider-Man number 237. So this is actually the oldest pick on my list. This one comes in 1983. It's uh, Roger Stern writing penciled by Bob Hall. We got inks by Frank Giacoya. Uh, colors by Bob Sharon here. So this is during the Stern era of Spidey. And this is a very good get to know Stillman issue. Like it take, and I think the thing it does really well too, is it recaps the origins, but it also is a, a postmodern reflecting Wilbur Day. He's a self-aware Wilbur Day. He recognizes himself. Okay. The stilts are a little goofy, right? This isn't seventies bronze age stilt man saying I'm invincible. You know, you can't defeat me. This is him being like, man, I'm a joke. Like, man, like th this things did not plan out the way I expected. But of course the best thing about him is when he has those thoughts, he doesn't quit. He doesn't stop. He says, I better make better stilts. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's, and that's what I love about this issue is Amazing Spider-Man 237. Wilbur Day sets out to make better stilts. I think this cements him as a potential Spider-Man villain, which is cool. It's a good fit. Daredevil and Spider-Man can share most any villain, you know, pretty successfully given their their natures. Uh, but Stiltman is a good one. And uh, the best, the, one of the better things too, as this story plays out, Stiltman makes it so his stilts can't be webbed. You know, he creates things like that. So he's, and that's the thing too is like don't sleep on his inventing ability right like the guy the guy does have some skill he's not a genius you know but he does have some inventing skill um but he he's doing that and he actually beats spider-man so stiltman canonically has defeated spider-man and he's got his stilt poised above spider-man ready to crush him except except in this battle at one point spider-man jumps in front of a laser cannon thing and saves stiltman's life and that's the reason he's unconscious. So the, the reason he defeats him is because Spider-Man saved his life. And Stillman says, because you did that, I'm not going to crush you. He carries him out like uh, like like a biblical almost, like carrying the body of Christ, carrying Spider-Man out, lays him on on the ground and says, police, you know, take him away. I'm, I'm not going to kill him because he saved me. It's a very gracious moment from Stiltman and perhaps uh, a little prelude to to his role as a, a do-gooder, a wannabe do-gooder in Marvel history. But this is a, it's a really fun issue. Uh, it's fun. It gives you everything you need to know about Stiltman. If you can do it in one in the stern era of Spidey is, is pretty doggone consistent. So uh, yeah, that's, that's my pick. Wilbur Day is a fascinating dude because I mean, like his first appearance, he is, I don't know how he's, where are you at on cursing in this, on the show? Go for it. He's a dick. He's a huge dick. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like his whole thing is, is like, I'm going to lie about like this dude that I work with uh, stealing my invention when in reality he invented it. And then I'm trying to steal it back from him along with other things that he invented. I'm like, that's just, yeah. it's just dick behavior. And yeah. he he's really interesting. I mean, I give him credit. I mean, he evolved in, in that issue. It, it shows him, uh, you know, he's, He's learning things about himself that he didn't know to begin with. And he's he's not as big of a dick as he used to be. So good job right. by you, Wilbur Day. I, I appreciate you. Right, right. That little bit of progress. It, yeah, it exactly. Still, man, All always, right. always raising himself up.
<laughs> All right. So so my last pick is uh, another character that kind of fits him in a sense that they're street level, but in, not in the sense of, uh, well, he kills him. Uh, it's Punisher World Journal, War Journal number one uh, from yes. 2006 is the very beginning of Matt Fraction, Ariel Olivetti's run, which is hilarious. I mean, I feel like it's very on brand for Fraction that he starts his run with Siltman. But the thing I th there's a number of things I really love about it. First off, it's hilarious. That that's yeah. that's very important. Second off, uh, th this is a time where Stiltman is a, a version of Stiltman. I don't think we we're ever actually given an identity for this this Stiltman. But basically, the premise is uh, Punisher is going after a gangster named Fulvio Morcella, and Stiltman, this heroic version, is also going over or going after him. And so this whole time, like you know, he, he's about to take out Fulvio. Uh, Stiltman is. And Punisher comes up behind him and then they start fighting and Stiltman, because he's a, an aspiring superhero is like, is this the moment where we form our first team up? And the answer is no, because what is he, uh, <laughs> what does the Punisher do? He literally shoots him with a rocket launcher, explodes him leading to a line where Stiltman says, I know this sounds unbelievable, but I can't feel my legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is a gloriously perfect for Punisher setup. And yes execution you know it is it is great and yeah punisher uh executes the yeah. stilt man trying to do good so so yeah this isn't as far as i can tell this isn't wilbur day this is some kind of unknown stilt man and apparently had been talking with his therapist about <laughs> becoming uh trying to do good and he's like man it feels good it feels mm -hmm. good to do good he's trying to turn a new leaf and frank says doesn't matter you're wearing the stilts you've committed the crimes which is like kind of a leap on frank's part like, I don't know that we know this guy has committed Stiltman's crimes. Right. Right. But uh, but Frank doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, that's definitely I mean, he's definitely a murderer. But this is more along the lines of a straight up like this is this is just a murder like move for yeah. Punisher where. And also, I do want to say, I mean, granted, killing him is is obviously very disrespectful. But when he goes up to Stiltman behind him, who is now telescoped down so he can be on Fulvio's level, who's begging to him, he comes up behind Stiltman and he says, hey, Stiltman. But he puts the Stiltman in quotes. And I feel like mm. I feel like this Stiltman knew that and felt disrespect in that moment because yeah. he's not only saying that he's Stiltman, but he's also saying he's not the real Stiltman through right. implication. That's deeply disrespectful. Also, shooting with the rocket launcher is deeply disrespectful. But both of those things, deeply disrespectful. <laughs> Similarly disrespectful <laughs> in nature. Totally. No. So this is a, this is a harsh uh, debut of this Punisher War Journal run, which is pretty good in retrospect. Um, and it and he takes out Stiltman in the first issue. I think there's the funeral that comes up in like a couple issues. So they then have a funeral for Stiltman, I believe it is, with a very long casket, if I'm not mistaken, which is a good <laughs> gag. <laughs> um, but they, they have this funeral for Stiltman. And then actually, my final pick is from this same run. And nice. This was an issue I had not read previously. Uh, I went back and did it researching for this. It's Punisher War Journal number 26. I think it's the last issue in the run. And it's about the formation of a new Stiltman, <laughs> which I was kind of blown away by. I didn't realize this happened. Um, there's a group of like, again, kind of small time criminals. And I, I think one thing I've learned in this process, I've learned a lot about myself in the journey of exploring Stiltman here. And the major thing is my absolute love of of these stories that I picked shows that I'm a total sucker for stories that feature Marvel characters that are just stoked out of their minds yes. to get their hands on these stilts, right? Like that that idea just absolutely connects with me. And that's what this is, is these, these small time criminals are in a bar. One of them found the stilts. They like found Stiltman tech. And then they start fighting about who gets to be Stiltman. 
because they like they have their little gang and they're all like, okay, I want to be still man. No, I want to be still man. And it is that thing of like seven and eight year olds being like who gets to be Spider-Man or whatever when you're playing, you know, like it's totally that vibe and it's super fun. And while all this is happening, Punisher, Frank Castle is on the roof above them of this bar. I think it's the bar with no name because it's mm-hmm. he had blown it up previously and he returns and he's like he's and it's literally like it's either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and he's just waiting for them to commit a crime to take him out with That's a Gatling happening. gun. I want to point out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not messing around. Um, so they're fighting about who gets to be stilt man. That whole thing. It's very fun. There's a lot of good, really quotable moments about like, I'm stilt man. No, I'm stilt man. And uh, finally, they settle on who it's going to be. There's a uh, they take out the one guy who wanted to kind of bully him into taking the suit. They say, don't mess with the stilt man gang. So we do have a confirmed stilt man gang that exists, which is a very good addition to Marvel U. And oh, yeah. long story short, Punisher gets talked out of taking out this new stilt man and the stilt man gang. By the rhino, who shows up randomly on the roof, I think, to feed vultures birds. Yep. <laughs> and he's say. also wearing a uh, Santa hat over his horn. Yeah. Which is very good. Yeah. Great touches there. And Rhino says, basically gives Punisher the not on Christmas talk. <laughs> he's like, just, I know what you're going to do. Please, not on Christmas. And uh, he actually succeeds in in talking Frank down from wiping out the goofy new still man, which if you listen, you got to check out this issue for nothing else for the joy on the face of the, the little boy who gets to be still man. I'm the new still man. <laughs> I'm the new still man. He's so happy. And that is that is the delight that I hope everyone can find in reading these. Comics. I love that he's sitting on a stool as one of his his teammates I'm, I'm, for listeners. They can't see, which is all of you. Uh, he has his arms up in the air so they can put like the stilt man like rock and body on him. And then yeah. the, he has his legs out so they can put the the stilt man uh, legs on his legs. Actually, he already has one of the legs on. And so they're like totally making this happen. I mean, I, I think that's great because I could see my friends and I doing that. We're out we're out drinking. We're at this like terrible bar. We're like, let's check out this spot. And they're like, holy shit, there's this like crazy stilt man outfit. Like, let's put this yeah. on and see what happens. It's not even... Yeah. We don't even know if they're really trying to become like real criminals. They could just be like, let's go for a joyride because everyone in the Marvel right. universe is really good at stilts. They got the gift. Yeah. <laughs> they have the gift. And no, it's like, yeah, totally. If you saw it there, you would try it on. Like, un- like no questions asked. Everybody would want to try that on. So, yeah, Punisher War Journal gets two showings. Uh, congrats to Matt Fraction for that uh, esteemed, esteemed honor. I just want to give a quick shout, a shout to Matt Fraction. Uh, uh, people don't talk about it, but extremely underrated run at Marvel. Like mm-hmm. lots of really mm-hmm. good stuff that immortal iron fist. Uh, I mean, even the order was good. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember. I really loved his invincible iron man. I mean, Matt fraction, yeah, like the, the Oh five to like 10 stretch before yeah. Hawkeye. like the pre Hawkeye stretch. There's a lot of really good comics in there that do get like a little slept on despite him being a huge name. Um, at this point, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that early stretch, he was not really as known. And, and so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine he was there partially because of Bendis and partially because like Warren Ellis and stuff like that. But he, he really was doing some great stuff on the smaller books. And by all accounts, like the Immortal Iron Fist run was mostly him and not Brubaker. So it's That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I at mean, at the time it was like, oh, it's a Brubaker book, right? Because right. he was huge with Captain America and had done Batman and everything. Uh, but in right, like that book with with Dave Aja as well is so good. Love so good. Right. So good. Yeah. Anyways, no stilt man, though. So and not not quite perfect. <laughs> it had, had room to grow. Um, all right. This has been the stilt man special. Uh, David, this was a blast. Do you have any final stilt man thoughts or things that you didn't get to mention that you, that you wanted to bring up? Uh, you know, l- let me think. 
I, I will say, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I actually, uh, as a promotional item for this con season, I actually had a trading card made of me as Stiltman in the in the style of Marvel Universe Series 2 cards. I'm so jealous of this. Yeah. yeah incredible. Art from John Allison, colors from Rico Renzi, and I wrote all the copy in the back. Uh, it's And basically, I said that I integrated my podcast outfit into the, instead of having a vacuum cleaner in the back, like yeah. the, the OG Stiltman, I actually have like a... You know, I, I presume a soundboard and like the ability to record from there uh, in some sort of mobile power <laughs> unit or something. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And so like that, is, that is one of my personal favorite Stiltman appearances because I am now like not canonically part of the Stiltman legacy. I am part of the Stiltman gang. I presume that yeah. means that I have the gift. But um, anyways, no, no. We'll, that, have, we'll have to put that to the test when cons ever when they return, hopefully in, in 2021. <laughs> worst the panel ever. Up. Me trying to on the Stiltman outfit. <laughs> My question Amazing. is for that Punisher War Journal issue: Why are they putting on the stilts at like full size? Make them smaller! My God, it is goofy. Yeah, when you see the visual, it is like the, yeah, they're trying to put on the full length. Clearly, they don't know how to operate the tech, right? I know, so and they're that, probably drunk. Know, they're probably drunk. And they're, right? They're hammered. They don't know how to operate this tech, so they've got these long ass stilts. They're trying to get on this guy's leg. Not the best way to do it. Definitely not the best way to do it. D did you have any last stilt man thoughts? Uh, honestly, like. Check out these comics. We'll include them in the show notes here. I'll include a link to the full list um, it, it, that people can check out. But like, these are a lot of fun. I do also, I want to hear from people. So like, you can find me at Comic Book Herald um, and, you know, wherever you find Comic Book Herald stuff. Like, who are your favorite, like, quote unquote, joke villains, but that you sincerely love? Yeah. Because that's one of my favorite things in in superhero comics. You, you know, mentioned like, one of my Everybody's got their picks. I love Batroc. I mean, Batroc's awesome. Yeah. I mean, him yeah. and God, who's the, um, I have... Uh, Modoc's first appearance over here as well, Modoc, and it, it's funny because like Modoc, I actually like I bought that at this comic auction. Everyone else was after this giant size X Men issue, and or the the first you know giant size X Men, and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm gonna get this Modoc. I mean, like I love Modoc; he's amazing. Like every yeah. he's another one that's interesting too because there's all these variations, like the Modam, and then like the 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 baby that's in Next Wave and everything like that, where they yeah. make love in front of the servers of or World of Warcraft servers and everything. Yeah, and. I don't have know. You I... read, uh, have you read Brodock? No. In, uh, in West Coast Avengers? No. There's the there's a Kelly Thompson written West Coast Avengers recently. I can't remember if he's actually called Brodock, but that's the vibe. I started reading uh, Gwenpool because I was having uh, Jordan Bloom from the Modoc show uh, came on yeah. my podcast. And I want I knew that he liked the Gwenpool stuff. And I was reading. I was like, man, this is really good. I, I apparently need to read more Gwenpool in my life. But um, should I do my plugs here? Please. Yeah. Okay. You? So, uh, you know, for listeners that don't know, I, I host a weekly comics interview podcast called uh, Off Panel. You can find that on all places that podcasts exist. Uh, this week, I have Tamara Bonvillain on and our colors, Tamara Bonvillain. And then the following week, I have Patrick Schumacher, one of the co-creators of HBO Max's Harley Quinn. Ooh. And, you know, come on there and, you know, I have most people you can think of I've I've had on the show at this point because I'm coming up on 300 episodes. And then oh, you've you had everybody. If you can think of a big comics creator, you, you've hit just about all of them. There's, uh, it's great. There's, great posture, there's yeah. some on the list. Um, and then besides that, I also have a subscription comic site called Sketched. Uh, there's some free content on there, but you can also uh, subscribe and you can read uh, features like I have an upcoming one. That's the oral history of Secret Wars featuring uh, Jonathan Hickman, Esa Ribich, uh, Will Moss, Tom Brevoort, and a number of other people who worked on that larger 2015 event. Uh, I'm always working on big features like that. The the site isn't really about like reviews or things like that. It's really about like heavily researched features and things of that sort. So find me on there. 
at Sketch Comic on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and at Slice Fried Gold on Twitter for myself. So Perfect. yeah, Sketch me. is Sketch is straight up like my favorite comics writing site. Like you do a great job. Those are you always have you always have really good angles on features that I'm just like innately interested. Like even like the the thing you just did about Null being yeah. like, hey, why is Null a big deal? I was like, I've been asking this question like constantly. I don't I'm like, know. This is a really fun thing to explore. I know totally. Um, I, how, I how love does it the feel fact too? that you and I just spent like 50 minutes talking about Stiltman, but we're like, we don't understand Null. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This huge villain. Uh, how does it feel to be like the uh, like the Bill Simmons to Kevin Durant for uh, with Jonathan Hickman? Like oh. you've got this. You've got this in. With, oh, uh, I, with this, you know, this really hard to get interview. I, I just want to say that it's hilarious that you said that. Do you see the shirt I'm wearing? Is that no? I can't. I can't. It says it. it says Blog, blog Boy. boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Blog Boy was actually a line that Kevin Durant said on uh, Bill Simmons's podcast because he's yeah. like, "I know all you Blog Boys and Blog Girls are going to take and run or run with this line." And so the Ringer actually made Blog Boy shirts, and and so <laughs> you got it on, yeah. I, and I have it on right now. But, um, you, you know, it, it is, I, it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was talking to somebody about that recently about how Jonathan will talk to me. And it's just like, I don't know why that is, but it's cool. I mean, I, my thing is, is a lot of times people ask me, like, how do I get the people that I do on my show? Yeah. And I'm just like, I ask and I'm really nice about it. And I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's not really a science to it. I think part of it, too, is I've just been doing it for so long and I've talked to I've been talking to Jonathan for interviews since like 2010. So yeah, yeah. it's like I have like a certain amount of longevity in there, too. So it's it's a product of a lot of different things. I don't know if I have any real special in I with, with Jonathan. I think it's just Jonathan knows that I'm not going to like ask him the same questions he gets all over and or, over and over. And I yeah. think that, you know, no disrespect to other interviewers, but it's just like a lot of times people just get the same plot questions over and over. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask you about like, what is Wolverine going to do in Dawn of X? Because you can't answer that. Uh, but I will ask you about like, why'd you hire Tom Muller? Yeah. Or something like that. And we can talk right. about design for a while. So, which was a great conversation that I, that I had not heard other places. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it is, it is pretty fun. It's, it's, it was really cool having Jonathan on the podcast last year. Cause I, I can tell you having Jonathan Hickman at peak house of X powers of 10 heading into Don of X is a very good way to get a lot of new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're when you're asked like, hey, what should I do for my podcast? You're like, all right, I got I got one tip. <laughs> Hire the get most Hickman. get the yeah. most popular writer in comics to come on your show. Seems like a really good way. But yeah, perfect. perfect. Awesome. All right. So people check all that. We'll include links here in the show notes as well. Uh, otherwise, David, this was an absolute blast. Uh, check out some Stillman comics, everybody. And uh, what else do I need to tell you? You can find stuff for us at patreon.com slash year. Music for the show is by Disasterpiece. Again, I'm Dave. You can find my stuff at comicbookherald.com. You can find Zach online, even though he's not here with us today, at year on social. And we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming here shortly. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next year. And to everyone, a happy Stiltsgiving. Happy Stiltsgiving.